Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Welcome to episode 95 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, I have a special treat for you. Going back to some of you longtime listeners, back to 2018 summertime, we rolled out the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show's first guest, Kevin Borrowman. <laughs> He, well, what's good, man? Hey, man. Second, man. It was the second episode. That's it was crazy. the second episode of the now hit show. We are the number one fastest growing real estate show and the longest running show at this point in the entire state of Oklahoma. Uh, what a privilege. Uh, we talked about. That's amazing. And That's we incredible. Right. And we, we talked about yeah. multiple offers. You came on the show yeah. in 2018 about multiple offers. And, and now we're, you know, three years later and it's still perfectly fitting. So happy yeah. to be talking about a topic that is just sizzling hot. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about where you're from. Okay. Uh, what market you're in uh, and why, you know, why you, I mean, I, I feel like you were, you guys have been where we've been for years decades ahead of where we are and now the nation is experiencing where your market's experiencing kind of take us back a little bit on where we were in 2018 and then what's happening today yeah man well first off i want to thank you so much for having me back um it's been crazy uh you know about what was this five years ago i started in real estate and then basically i entered into a world of real estate where it was just so competitive and you can't just put an offer on a house and just get it. Uh, you're competing with more buyers, you know, and now that we look back, um, we're moving forward now, um, we have a multiple offer situation um, in the Seattle market. I didn't even answer your question. I'm in the Seattle market. That's <laughs> yeah, There we go. <laughs> so I'm in uh, the Seattle market um, where it's been competitive since what, 2017 now, mm -hmm. at least 2016. Um, and over here where, I don't know how it is over in Oklahoma, but we've had a lot of just tech jobs just come up from San Francisco, from many different areas, and it's created a big middle-class gentrification. So hmm. um, we have a lot of people in neighborhoods in the Seattle suburbs where they can't even afford to buy in into their own house if they, if they wanted to buy it. And they've lived there maybe 20, 30 years, but they can't even afford to live in their own neighborhood. Thank God their house has already paid off. So now move forward, you know, 2021 now, especially with COVID, we have taken a low inventory market and put gasoline on it because um, now at the beginning in March 20, what was it, March 2020, when COVID started, there was a little lull and people were living in fear. They didn't know, oh, maybe we shouldn't sell, maybe we shouldn't buy. But as soon as March, April hit, kind of moved forward, then uh, the inventory, inventory started to come back a little bit. It was low inventory. but. Uh, the interest rates are now at an all-time low. You know, like you can get 2.7% interest rate, just a giant gas gasoline explosion, essentially. Um, so now we're dealing with just impossible situations for buyers. You know, people that, um, you know, they can get approved, they have a pretty good budget, cash buyers are starting to come back, 
Um, and now as an agent, you have to be so damn prepared um, and prepare your clients in order to enter a market like this, or you're going to get stomped on. And I don't know if it's like that sure. over where you are. Well, according to the National Association of Realtors, I mean, the nation is experiencing this, uh, what they call inventory, you know, crisis of, yeah. of, you know, the builders can't build fast enough and the interest rates being so low, people are trying to get these homes and it's not getting too crazy on pricing i mean we're seeing you know in some areas are jumping 12 percent and 13 percent but it's not a hundred you know doubling in price or anything like that it's just simply there's we've known this issue for a while that there's not enough construction we've known that this precipice was going to hit and now it's hit and there's no, no answer in sight in the in the foreseeable future they can't build fast enough to fix this issue in any place and in your town in particular there's not land right you have this density issue that you're up against so yeah Talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, in 2018, you had written a PDF book, an e-booklet that uh, basically prepared your buyers for how to win multiple offers, how to excel yeah. in, a, in, a, in a competitive market. And you had some strategies in which your buyers were winning, putting in a lower offer compared to other buyers. Um, mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that and then how you've, uh, you know, changed it over the last three years. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll answer by saying I haven't really changed much because those principles are still um, winning. It's just harder. It's even harder now. So um, the big thing, you know, that your listeners should know is, you know, number one, the highest price isn't always the winner. Hmm. And even today, that's not necessarily the case um, because there's, there's a couple aspects to making the most perfect offer. One is... Um, the price, obviously. So I said it's not the price, but price sure. is number one, essentially, in most situations. And two, it's um, contingencies or lack thereof. Mm. And a contingency, just for your buyers so they know, is uh, protecting you as a buyer where you could be able to back out in a situation. It could be mm. um, an inspection contingency. If you do an inspection on a house and you don't like it, you could back out. Or a financing contingency where your loan doesn't go through for some reason, you can back out. So in our markets right now, and even back in 2018, we've had to waive those contingencies in order to make our offers really strong um, in order to beat other offers. So the problem is everyone's doing that. Hmm. So, um, so in order to stand out, uh, there's just price, waiving contingencies, having high earnest money, because the higher earnest money you have, and if you waive contingencies, the it's least, more money yeah. that you're or lose sure. if you don't follow through. So a seller looking at, looking at this is looking at this and being like, well, um, they're gonna give me $40,000 in earnest money, which is very typical in an area like this. Wow. So $40,000 you're willing to lose saying, if we don't close, you can have this. Now, I don't know if I talked about this on your second episode, but um, today we're writing in the offer, you could take this $40,000 and put it in the seller's bank account and we'll waive wow. any ability to get it back. 
I've been writing offers like that, and I've been losing still. And, now, and I know a limo the- full of five prostitutes will be delivered to your driveway in the next 24 hours. You, you, could, you could take my wife and my kids. And <laughs> Sleep I- with my wife tonight, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you could. I didn't, maybe if this, yeah, this is a rated M, uh, rated R. Uh, well, last I checked, no kids were buying homes, so yeah. I think we're okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have my wife. But, you know, I'll tell you, you know, back then it was winning. Now it's just been crazy because there's other things included. So that that guide, and I don't know if you're going to attach the link to it, but it's beatmultipleoffers.com. I haven't updated in years. Um, but um, with waiving contingencies, highest price, escalation clauses, which is an episode two where we talk about you're willing to beat any other offer by X amount until a certain price. That's still not enough sometimes. So right now what we're doing is we're dealing with cash offers, a lot of cash offers, even outside of Seattle. You go down to Tacoma, Gig Harbor. And what happens is there is something in our area called a Form 22 AD. Hmm. And what that means is if the appraisal comes in low, we will increase our down payment by X amounts and we'll waive the ability also to get our earnest money back and we'll waive all appraisal contingencies and financing. So let's just say uh, in our area, you put an offer on a house at 700 and it appraises for 720 and you're only putting you know 30,000 down or whatever it is. That means you have to cover that difference in what, $40,000 wow. with extra cash. Yeah. And then you, have to, then you have to attach a proof of funds saying we have that and then you still can lose because people, appraisal appraisers in our area, I don't know how they're doing their jobs right now because the market shifted even so much in the last two months yeah. um, where go back, like, you know, when you and me are doing comps, right. you know, when, we, when you and me are doing comps, we're looking at, okay, well, six months ago, this sold for 500, but two months ago, something sold for 700. That yeah. six months of comp doesn't even, it's ancient history. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're dealing with that, well, but so there's a big trend in the Midwest and and even on the coast now, where where the appraisers are meeting and kind of in this way trying to limit the bubble, if you will, yeah. by just kind of saying, you know, hey, at some point, like we can't just say multiple offers, you know, first day on the market, we're going to give them the price they want. They're coming back and, and yanking, especially in the VA. Uh, I don't know how many yeah. VA deals you do on the veterans, but veterans is is ruthless, right? now they're just i mean they're killing really? deals left and right uh to the point where a lot of people are just staying away from va deals um just because yeah the 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 you know it, it's all about the the secondary mortgage market right like yeah. what can you sell that loan to who's buying it you're dealing with jumbo loans right which i think the cutoff is in what in your market in, yeah so 700 so after 775 year jumbo mark in our market it's 525 <laughs> i think it's like 480 it was 480 now it's 525 yeah what's that one price around there two two thirty two two fifty yeah. somewhere in there yeah 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 so that, that but that that brings up a good point though that secondary mortgage market though it the, the the fha mortgages don't waver that much i mean considering your home prices i mean does seven hundred thousand get you anything decent over there um uh not in the 
Seattle area, like Seattle, the city specifically, I mean, 700, I'm in the Bothell uh, market, which is a suburb about 30, 20, 25 minutes outside of Seattle. And uh, 700 will get you a, a decent house. Sure. Um, not the best, um, but that's that's a very, very competitive price point. Um, I just went uh, just recently um, with some clients the other day. Um, there's a city called Gig Harbor, which is south, uh, a little southwest of Tacoma or west of Tacoma, um, which Tacoma is about what about 45 minutes an hour south of Seattle. And you would think, okay, well that's far from Seattle. That's pretty, you know, it won't be too competitive. Uh, bullshit. Um, <laughs> bullshit and a half. Like because it's you only have to you only have to show up to, at work, you know, once a month now. You know, that's the that's the whole thing. Like the the companies are saying work remote, and then the ones that do have to show up, they don't have to show up daily a lot of times. So that that two hour commute or that hour commute now is is much more feasible. All right. So we've talked about yeah. we talked about um, you know waiving all contingencies, right? Waiving inspection, waiving yeah. appraisal contingency, coming in with a hundred percent cash and still losing. What about emotional letters? I mean, realtors have been doing that for, you know, forever. Um, does that work anymore? I mean, like what's the, what's the benefit there? I mean, are you preparing a package oh. with an emotional letter? I mean, Landon, like it's the big, I look at an offer like a whole giant present like like there, there's so much to it and you like you don't know you don't know if the offer letter is what's going to get you to win because you can mm -hmm. have the most beautiful offer letter but your price is not good um your contingencies are tough or your your offer is contingent on you selling your own house right. before you bought their house so the way I look at it is every single detail matters. Um, do I like offer letters? Yes. I mean, you got to remember, you know, you'll be putting offers on homes that people have been living there for 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, they raise their kids there. Right. So they are partnering with something and it's very emotional. So having that offer letter in place helps, mm -hmm. right? Because, um, you know, I some people are against this. I'm totally for it. But putting pictures of your family or, or your loved one or whatever on your offer letter um, just so people can get introduced with who you are, mm -hmm. um, saying, you know, in the offer letter, saying what you love about their kitchen and what you love about the touches um, that they've added to the home and just saying, you know, what you would do to take care of their home moving forward. That's huge, right? Sure. So having the offer letter is huge. Well, and these are um, people that are getting, I think it's important to note who these, so you said 30 years. So if somebody's in the Seattle area for 30 years, that sounds to me like they're getting priced out of the market. Like their taxes have gotten so high, they they have to leave. Like they're going to sell that house and probably go to a cheaper part of the country. Correct? Well, that that does happen, and uh, there's a lot of reasons why people leave Seattle. Uh, <laughs> uh, one is just the shit weather. You know, we I mean we have overcast skies mm -hmm. all day. A lot of people move over to like Arizona and Florida, like maybe snowbird it. Um, Another is uh, some people are frustrated with high taxes and politics here, even though there's so much economic opportunity here now. Um, mm -hmm. You have a lot of that gentrification transition, and it's not always necessarily because they're priced out. Maybe they're mm. just frustrated with taxes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, it could be, but um, but yeah, man, like uh, well, this the, multiple the, the point is that the, the, the person that's retiring 
right? If they're going yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to sell my Seattle house or my Cal, my San Diego house or my Austin, Texas house, and I'm going to move to Oklahoma city. Um, and I'm going to retire the rest of my life there, uh, feeding my chickens and my cows. Like, you're damn right money's going to matter like cuz every you know 20 or 30 or 40,000 dollars extra that they're getting is another yes. year of retirement like so Absolutely. so i think like as as a buyer's agent like getting into those markets like, you really got to understand who your seller is and unfortunately from what i've experienced in these multiple offers it's hard to get a hold of the listing agent like they're like, dude, I've got, I've had 27 showings today. I've got 14 offers. They're not answering their phone. Like you're just texting sometimes. Maybe you're just in email and like, it's rough. Like, how are you breaking through the barrier? So this is where your, your buyer can only make as strong of offers they want to make. You know, at the end of the day, our fiduciary duty is we take care of our buyers. We want, we're writing whatever they're willing to write. We can't force them to write something else right mm -hmm. this is where as a buyer's agent you need to make sure that you convey to the listing agent that you're the easiest freaking person to work with mm -hmm. and being super diligent with texts i i mean i have my email and my brokerage with every single text i send to these agents so they don't have to go fiddle through and try to file who is this person gotcha little details like that when That's i good. send an offer I have an offer summary in the email, so they don't need to open the attachment to see what the offer is. And it's very like bullet points. This is the price. The subject this line says winning offer with yeah. the, <laughs> winning, yeah, the, just, the yeah, one you're gonna pick. Like, oh, Here you go, nice no, and easy. I will put offer for, uh, offer from, and then I'll put my buyer's name so they remember. Oh, that's good. And then in the subject line and from Kevin with HomeSmart. I'm with HomeSmart now. In the subject and the line. Address. In the subject line so they okay. can search it like these little details is conveying right. listing agent that no this is not just the best offer this is the best party to work with right They're, it's gonna be listen, easy to close yeah i'm i'm communicating that with every single piece of communication i throw out at these people so if if a listing agent doesn't pick up which like you mm, said sure they don't busy we know what it's like uh with our own listings um I will text them saying, hey, I, know, I understand you're busy. I just have a couple questions. Um, this is my information. If you need to email me, text me. I'm here. I'm available. I'm right. I'm and and, that, and that's, that's in the seller's best interest, really, yes. because if you're yeah. a seller's, you know, the listing agent that's listed the property, you've hired that person and they're responsible for making the transaction close. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. you can get a, a, you know, a billion dollar offer, but if it doesn't close, what does it matter? It doesn't matter at all. Like you have to take the donkey all the way to the finish line to, to win. Right. And so you're demonstrating i've got the techniques i've got the skills and usually what that will result in is hey kevin you're about ten thousand dollars low can you come up right and hey, then that, now you know like and that's not uh, i i would say that's you know some people may think well that's not honorable but actually it is because the 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 seller's probably in the loop in that discussion hey you know here's the offers we have i've worked with this brokerage before i've worked with this broker before they're really good but they are a little low do you want to just counter them yeah and you can yeah. like there's no rules there like they can counter you only you know and we've had that happen before too where it's like the seller chooses to counter just yeah, us like you more right like, like i had i i feel really bad for my clients because they they've been making some damn good offers but 
I remember just a couple weeks ago, we, we lost in a multiple offer situation and the, 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 the seller, mm -hmm. the, the agent, the listing agent kept calling me. She's like, Kevin, like, I, I really want you guys to win, but we have an all cash and it's just, we, we can't counter you because it's going to appraise low and you guys right. can't make up that difference. That's right. So that it's just in the seller's best interest, even though they mm -hmm. like us more, but I wouldn't have got that phone call if they didn't like me. Right. Right. Like I wouldn't have got that phone call if that offer letter wasn't also included with that stellar offer. Like they just fell in love. They actually, that's funny that we talked about offer letters in this offer letter. You know, my, my, my buyers are just talking about their life, like what they do. Um, like, uh, the, the husband, he loves nature, things like that. And same with those sellers. So they vibe and connected with them on a personal level, mm -hmm. level, just through that offer letter. If, we didn't have that cash offer to compete with, they would be giving us every single bit of leverage to try to make our offer the winning one. Right. So we would. That, and, and again, that's in, the, that's in the seller's best interest because there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And, and this is gonna, this kind of tailors into our next point. So yes. if, if you're, you know, 90% of the people that watch this show are investors, right? They are ones yeah. that are investing in our market. They've been buying rental properties. They're all about it. And they're sitting on the sidelines right now because they're watching this whole thing going and they're going, a lot of them, you know, I can't get our, I can't make money off of any of this stuff. They are driving the prices up for a primary occupant. I can't buy it and rent it out long-term hold. And I think this next point you're going to find really intriguing for those that maybe this topic is, is new. And this whole idea is we, we, you know, Kevin and I were talking about this before the show, but it's, it's preparing the buyer for the true expectations of what the marketplace is, but then also having a very, very, very clear interpretation in your mind and in your discussion of what it is that you're really looking for. Okay. And this yeah. can be just as quick as saying, am I investing in a home because I want cash or am I investing in a home because I want a better future for my kids with school? What is the reason why I'm buying this home? Because if it's just about money, well, we all know you could have probably put it in Tesla or GameStop or, you know, Bitcoin and yeah. like made gobbles of money this last year. Um, you know, and, and yes, that's risky and, and all that stuff. But if it's just money, right? Like and I had a discussion, we have a, a show called the American Real estate show in VR for those that are Oculus. We're on alt spaces on Thursday night, uh, in the evening, you can join that show. But, um, you know, there's a guy from UK saying, uh, you know, all this stuff about, um, you know, why would I invest in American real estate right now? Like it, the, the returns are going to suck. Like you, you don't know, like I'd rather invest in a, in a, in a, in a factory in, in like Ohio or something is what he was bringing up. And he made some good points that if you're just concerned about money and position and you don't know really what you're looking for, then you probably should be in the stock market right now. You probably should be in these other their deals. So first things first, you got to ask yourself, what is the reason why I'm in this market to begin with? Like, what am I trying to accomplish? Yeah. And if it's to better your family's future, then you got to break that down. What does that mean for your family to have a better school district for your yeah. family to have a better bathroom? Maybe your wife loves jacuzzi tubs and she genuinely is going to spend time in there. Well, maybe you need to look at 
remodeling a bathroom to add a custom jacuzzi tub in there instead of spending all your waking time on Zillow looking for a jacuzzi bathtub. Like these little things that we can go through that I think as brokers, we, we really don't, you know, we don't take the time to really, you know, pin down and question. And so, um, Kevin, run me through some of these things that maybe I'm not even thinking about that kind of prepare that mind to kind of pull that that out of the market. You're talking about just like being prepared and doing, are you talking about what we do beforehand before we even go out and look at a house or, or do any of that stuff? Sure. So it's, it's, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the buyer prep yeah. for essentially creating the home that you want, uh, in the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a phenomenon that I think realtors know happens, right. But it doesn't really get talked about. And that's, um, when you start to visualize the home and you start to really visualize, you know, for example, if you want to move to Florida, if you want to retire in Florida, the best exercise is traveling to Florida and spending time on the beach in Florida and really starting to get your mind, you know, ready to be in Florida and bada bing, all of a sudden, nine o'clock at night, you get the alert on Zello and the perfect bungalow that you were wanting, you know, right on the Gulf shore with dolphins jumping in the Harbor starts to appear. Wonder how that happened. I'll tell you like, going into this real estate market especially with covid without being prepared it's 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 a war zone and it's <laughs> you it's like you going in slaughter well, it's literally it's like you being unprepared going into it is like going in with a slingshot in mm-hmm. a rock like, and you're not in, against uh, goliath but not against yeah like is if it's goliath you don't have anything uh, you're just <laughs> right you have a I mean, I don't know. Um, you need to be prepared and you need to understand like there are some extremely, extremely motivated people out there. Um, and we have such low interest rates and inventory is disgustingly low. And when you only have one bungalow to right. look at and there's 20 buyers that want that bungalow, that's right. Uh, you're, you are literally going to have to pull out every single card. You're going to have to have the best agent that sells you and is very likable and is good at communication and is quick. I mean, you need to have every Mm -hmm. single thing checked off. So you as a buyer to just get your pre-approval and just go out there without a plan is asinine. You're just going to waste emotional energy falling in love with all these homes, not knowing why you lost. So we need to sit down with our clients, Landon. Mm -hmm. We need to sit down and we need to talk through number one, well, obviously what home you're looking for, what's ideal, you know, sure. are you going to start families soon if they don't have one yet or if they're a couple or whatever mm-hmm. and getting down our expectations of what we should be looking at in this market. Now, I don't know about your market, but in our market, most homes are listed, you know, typically 10, sometimes 15% lower than what the true market value is. So Think about if you have, uh, let's just say you're in our market, um, you're pre-approved to 700,000 mm-hmm. and that's your max, right? right? You should not be looking at houses that are listed at 700 because most likely it will sell for 750 or above. Gotcha. So yeah, so that's, that's pretty rare. That lower. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's, so you and that's, the, that's the Chinese, uh, the, yeah. you have a big Chinese influence over there on that, that side of the coast too, from what I've seen on, on documentaries and stuff is, is, yeah. you know, in, 
what is it, uh, you know, uh, Beijing and, and those type of town. I mean, it's, it's like four or $5 million to get a single family home. And, you know, if you're make if you're manufacturing goods that are being sold in Walmart and you own the factory that does that, and you want to buy a second home in on the West coast and it's $5 million for a single family home. And you go to the Seattle market and it's 1.2 or two, it's half price. And not only that in China, from what I've heard, it's, it's a 70 year lease that you're buying. That's it. Like you don't uh, yeah. actually own the deed. Like you just lease it for, I, I think it was 70 years. So when you buy the home for 5 million, you're basically buying a 70 year lease for 5 million. And so when they get here and they're like, I got a deed, it's half the price. Like and the American government's going to honor this. Nobody's going to come through with, you know, some black Audi and, and, you know, communist party, try to take it from me, you know, at least not yet. Um, so, I mean, like there's a lot of benefits. And so that's kind of what's driving this economic, uh, you know, boost. And we've seen that play out even here. Like I get phone calls from all, I mean, I, all over the world of people wanting to bring cash here in the Midwest, uh, you know, little old Midwest, uh, you know, in the millions of dollars because they are parking cash in the American housing market uh, for various reasons. And so that's just further wedging out primary home buyers out of the marketplace that are, that are, you know, you know, the affordable housing crisis, if you will. So, um, a lot of that, but I think, I think what I'm really getting at is that, gosh, like it just happened to, you know, be that way. Like there's a, there's a, 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 maybe a hotel where, you know, you wanted a room with a balcony, but the balcony went out, but you just keep pressing and you just go forward that you're going to get a room with a balcony. And by the time you get to the receptionist desk, the hotel cleric, she says, you know what? Actually one just freed up. Somebody just canceled their reservation. I've got a balcony available and you happen to be here. So here you go. Like that type of stuff, like that weird stuff that happens to, you know, like my mother, for example, she's like the vacation queen. Like she, you take her on vacation to Mexico or you guys go anywhere. Like she's getting all this stuff and you're just like, how does this happen? You know, like, like I go on vacation and like the flight gets delayed and like the baggage thing gets lost and like she's on vacation and they're like oh hi miss baker like we just upgraded you to the premium suite because the basketball player broke his ankle and we need somebody to sleep in his bed you know and i'm just like what the heck you know and so this this is like undeniable like like proof that if you hold it in your mind you spend time doing this and you really get good intentions like the market will reveal like there's more available than what is actually there is what I'm getting at. And so I think this first prep, and that's really what OKC Real, like we're like pressing hard on this now. And I encourage you, Kevin, to do more of this because when you get them talking about what they want and visualizing what they want, and that's also really tough when you're a seller and you're like, I don't want to put my house on the market because I still haven't found anything that's for sale that I want. So why would I get under contract and then be homeless? You know, and the reality is when you sit down and you really cold, you talk through it of what we're looking for, you put your home on the market and then that home comes onto the market shortly after. And that's happened like time and time and time again. Um, I know my last broker I worked with uh, before 
before I became a broker, he, he was like all about that. Like put your house on the market. Like don't hesitate. You haven't found a house. Don't worry. Like that never happens where you don't find a house. And, and if the person really believes that and gets into that, it happens that way that like you're writing the future as you, as you do it. I don't, I don't remember where I read this or heard this, but it's, it said the universe loves speed. <laughs> and it loves and it loves decisive action. And mm. I think Tony Robbins says it's massive action, where you take action and you don't do it out of any type of fear. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna put your house on the market and you know you're gonna find a damn house. You know it's gonna come on the market and it's gonna be perfect timing. Uh, by making those large commitments emotionally, mentally, mm. it will attract and manifest things that you need in your life. And this is out, even outside of real estate, right? Perfect. This has to do with wealth. This has to do with you know your personal life, maybe even love life, where you don't feel like you are lacking. You don't feel like uh, you don't have enough. You believe you are enough. You know what I mean? You believe you have everything that you need. So when you take action, you know that you're not going to not get what you need. Everything's going to play out the way it should. Um, so mm. I think that's a beautiful thing, and that's something I will take in my business too, and even multiply because. Um, you know, we need to make our buyers, you know, and have our buyers encourage our, our buyers to visualize and believe like in these results. Sure. Um, be, you can't just go out and think that we can't win and we can't go like I have a buyer right now that is a seller. They need to sell first and it's going to have to be contingent. And I told them the risks of you, you know, the chances of you getting your offer accepted with the fact that you need to sell your house right. is very low. And they're kind of living in a little bit of fear right now. Mm -hmm. um, they shouldn't be, and we shouldn't be surprised that our results aren't very good right now because you have to take decisive action, mm. you know? Um, as a first time buyer, it's really scary out here, but you gotta take some mm. decisive action. You got to like visualize and believe, like this is what I have. I've worked so hard. I've worked this job for years. You know, we've saved up so much money. You know, we have some in the 401k. Let's take this leap. You know, real estate isn't Great. a short-term purchase. We don't buy it and then sell it in a year, you know, unless you're flipping something. But if you're going to live in a house for a long time, it's going to increase in value over the years. Sure. Don't be, don't be afraid. Um, so we, as agents, we need that's our that's our duty is to to guide these these folks through this and to make them feel confident and secure in this. Because when we're like that, we manifest it for them as well. You know what I mean? Good things sure. happen. Sure. You know? We've got just a couple minutes left here. Uh, sure. I yeah. want you to talk. You talked about a book that really gets into that uh, fear or love. Uh, I think it was called The Illusion of Money. Yeah. Can the you, illusion can of you talk money. about that for our, for our avid book readers that are listeners? Uh, book yeah. that you might want to look into. Um, yeah, chat actually, just a little bit about the, that. Uh, let me actually get the, uh, the author to you. It's by Kyle Cease, The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. Um, but it basically talks about how, you know, in life and especially in American culture, we're constantly pursuing and seeking success, validation, results, all these things. And the fact is, if we actually just believe that we are the result, we don't need to strive anymore and try to get all these external things to make us feel that way. If we believe we have everything we need and we don't open our bank account and be like, well, this defines me. Hmm. If that doesn't, if that no longer defines me anymore, and I define myself, and I believe I'm the result, I'm gonna manifest and attract all the things that I need in my life. 
And that's not just money, that's also love, that's also happiness, that's also um, the house of your dreams, right? Mm. Um, so I'm just, after that book, it was a pretty big life changer for me because I always thought, well, I'm not, I look at my bank account and I'm like, well, I remember, what was it, five years ago, I quit with $500 to my name. Mm. For years, I felt pretty broke. Um, and I, well, I, I literally was broke. But like I felt really broke. And it's very ironic that during that time, I was so fixated on money, but I wasn't fixated on purpose and helping people because I was in living in fear that I just didn't have money. So mm -hmm. everything I was doing was fueled by that fear and people could sense that and it pushed money away. Mm. It pushed it away because I was living in fear. Mm. But if we live in love, that means we don't worry if we're going to have money or not because we know we'll be fine. We just instead focus on our purpose. We instead focus on, you know, us, we're focusing on making sure that buyers have the best experience and sellers have the best experience. And we're telling them the truth and we're giving them the right um, guide to everything, whether that turns into a commission check or not. You know, and if we do that with our, our love life as well, you meet a girl um, and you're like, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's fine because you're not living in fear. You're not li you're not living in fear that this person doesn't want me and I'm losing something. You want to do what's best for that person. And that's in that space. We can love genuinely mm. like in that space with money. We can attract money um, genuinely and we don't need to force it. So the illusion of money is in a sense that money defines us and we're chasing results and it's all a lie because what we're really wanting is happiness. What mm. we're really wanting is freedom and we're pushing it away by fearing that we're going to lose it. <laughs> right. So it's a, right. it's a great book. And as a buyer in this market, as a seller in this market specifically, mm -hmm. those principles would really help us, um, both agents and clients alike, just get better results you know, and not live in this fear that this world gives us, you know, in this mask world that we're living in, wearing masks and in fear. And while that stuff is very real, um, good, good stuff is also sure. very real. You well, know what I mean? And I'm glad you brought up the mask thing. So, well, first and foremost, I think uh, the, the point is, is that you can't uh, have fear and love occupying the same space. Like it's a conscious choice of, am I going to operate out of fear today or am I going to operate out of love today? And yeah. I recently really got on board with, with wearing masks only because I wear a mask out of love and saying yes. that, that maybe there is a diabetic or maybe there is uh, yes. someone that is, is, has a acute something about them, uh, you know, that, that makes them higher risk and, and out of love, that's why I'm doing that until, you know, and, and that's why I'm going forward to that. It's not a fear. We're not fearful. It's, it's no. out of love and compassion no. for someone else that may have a condition to make them extremely sensitive to it. And so that's the way we're operating forward is doing this out of love. And so I think you bring up just such a great point that only like one of these can occupy your space at a time. So you really got to yeah. choose. Are you going out in love? Are you going out in fear? Are you being fearful that you're not going 
going to get the investment portfolio? Are you going out in love knowing that you're going to be able to leave these to your children when you retire? Yeah. Are you going to be able to, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, have a wonderful family dinner in this dining space? And that's really what's driving your motivation in that transaction is just the love of, wow, this place is beautiful. And then having the trust enough that if you don't get the house, it's all good. Maybe it wasn't the house for you. No big deal. Do it again. And that's really operating out of love. So Kevin, that's all of our time for today. Um, thank cool. you so much for coming on the show. Uh, share your link one more time. We'll put that down below uh, for the podcast listeners and, and on the YouTube. You can see the link below to his uh, multiple offer resource. Sure. Yep. Excellent. Well, Kevin, any parting words before we end today? Man, that's it. It's just been, it's been good. I can't believe it's been what, two, three years now. And, um, you know, I think the same principles have basically stuck in, you know, and we just keep going for it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Cool. And that's beatmultipleoffers.com. Is that Yes, it's uh, kind of outdated right now, so we'll get it going. <laughs> I also have another website, boramandre.com, and I'm sure you'll have that link. There you go. Uh, link well, and yeah. I'm, I'm working on that. So Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Shoot me an email with that stuff. We'll get it on there for sure. Thanks for listening to the show. As always, if you're looking in the Oklahoma City area, hit up the okcrealestateshow.com. You can see local information on there. We post some of the blogs, some of the local construction sites that are going on. We repost a lot from okctalk.com as well, another local journalist website talking about new construction. If you understand where the new construction projects are going, you can better forecast where the market is and that's the purpose of this show okcrealestateshow.com at the top of that page there's a subscribe where you put your email address in there that's where i email out the bursts of new information and shows like this to remind you to listen to this show so if you're in tune with the market going on in the midwest you're in tune with this show thanks for listening and we look forward to uh, seeing you again for more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.